Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi guys, welcome to our final episode of our Ghost of Saltmarsh run, or at least our first run, what I'm calling our first uh, season, our first game together as the Murder Hobros. Thank you so much for listening. Um, We're really blown away with the volume of listens considering no one knows us, we're not famous, We're, we're just people who stay in touch and play a game to make each other laugh and, you know, stay connected. So the fact that anyone is listening is brilliant. And thank you so much if you stayed with us. Um, if you've listened, if you've stayed with us for the whole journey, that is amazing. As a little um, treat, uh, every uh, episode, um, we have to sync up our different audio files. So I do a little one, two, three test thing and everyone says test at the same time and it should make um, syncing the different audio files a little bit easier. Almost every time, Sandy fucks it up deliberately and it just gets weirder and weirder probably more inappropriate and more inappropriate um and I just thought well have a little taste of um how how tedious my job is to sync up these files <laughs> so I've, uh, you you get this game's version of that test sync up it's fucking ridiculous and you can see what that is I'll talk to you at the end uh this is a little bit of a longer running episode, so I'm just going to chuck you straight in. And if you can hear a dog, that is my crazy old girl crying for attention. So I'm off. Catch you at the end. Bye. One, two, three, test. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, oh, I mean, I, I thought we were going to all play our harmonicas this time. I, I can thought, get mine. I thought. <laughs> Actually, I can get mine too. Sounds nice.
There you go. Done. Done. Theme song. My motherfucking TV's broke. And I can't <laughs> fix that shit. <laughs> At least I'm not seeing it. Anyway, um. <laughs> I was about to offer you my TV, but no, fuck you. I'll go give it to somebody else. Alright. Um, last game, you. I thought you was going to die. I thought it was going to be another TPK because the plan aboard the ship, the Sea Ghost, didn't seem to be working and it looked pretty bad as you was getting swarmed by the crew and they had quite a few like key players like a captain, a bosun, a, a deck wizard. But somehow with the assistance of Sven... And Horatio, the two guards. Sven fucking that... died. He turned up and got stabbed. Yeah, but he absorbed what probably would have been coming for you. He sacrificed his life and you managed to claw back and then bully through. And you've secured the ship, it seems, from the crew. You found some lizard folk aboard. It basically seems that they're part of a, a, a crew that are ch- making sure that a shipment of weapons is delivered to them by the smugglers you've got a rendezvous point which is about 10 miles down the coast which is apparently you know they live somewhere around there you would guess and you were securing the rest of the ship so you guys uh, i'm going to say you guys are all standing on the main deck you've got the lizard folks still in their cabin with their pseudo dragon Bodies are still laying around. Sven's been placed quite lovingly by Horatio into the jolly boat. And you've got a ship to finish exploring. What do you want to do? Let's go downstairs and explore the ship. Yeah, so um, I will use my uh, bird vision. I will control my seagull. and Just have a quick sweep around this last floor, like the next floor down, just in case. Uh, make another perception check, and that'll give me time to find the right bit anyway. Uh, I think it's like plus two with a hawk. Uh, actually, I get advantage as well. Cause yes, you do. I'm a hawky bastard. Uh, so it's going to be like 18. Okay. Um, so your bird pokes through, and you can see a little bit more than what you saw the previous time. So I'll read you the, the, the fluff. So lantern light reveals an orderly cargo hold. Through the center runs the base of the main mast. Beside it narrow wooden stairs lead up to the hatch above. Against the aft bulkhead are stacked bolts of cloth lashed by ropes to brackets bolted to the deck so they are secure. On each side are stacked a large number of small casks also secured by ropes to the deck. For ease for you guys I'll show you on the map what you've revealed basically. These guys are not there anymore. These bandits, you got rid of those last game. You negotiated with them. They were lying in wait presumably to ambush you, but you spotted them and managed to talk them into fucking off. Yeah, what do you want to do? Uh, right, well, I, I probably better check my ship out then. Uh, and I'll head down the door that they came up. So, if you head down, are you guys going with? Yeah. Yes. So you can see the crew quarters here in the hold of the ship right at the front. Various unpleasant odours of humanoid occupation compete for recognition here. These crew quarters fill the entire forward part of this deck. A companionway staircase uh, you've just descended and near it, more to starboard, is a door 
Between the perimeter of the cabin, slung between hooks on the bulkhead and on supporting poles, are eight hammocks. Judging from the way in which they hang, the hammocks seem to be unoccupied at present. Beneath each hammock is a brass-bound wooden sea chest. Most are closed, but two have open lids and appear to contain clothes. In the centre of the cabin stands a long, plain wooden table with a bench along each of its longer sides. They all appear to be bolted to the deck in an attempt to keep everything in place. The table is stained and cluttered and has an untidy pile of dirty tin plates and cups roughly stacked in a large tin bucket below it. Over the table, hanging from the ceiling, is an unlit hooded lantern. Against the starboard side, an area has been curtained off by cheap, dirty cloth hangings move myself down there nothing that would catch my eye immediately of anything useful actually um probably not you can have a investigation if you want yeah I'll, I'll, I'll have a quick glance around if you guys want to make investigation checks on mass I'll um distribute what you find 7 18 9 Nickass. You um, can see on the table a pack of well-used, greasy playing cards. And on an 18, you can see that there are two aces of spades there. I don't know if there's an analogue for that under the sea, but um, you can spot that these look dud. And there's also two sets of dice, and you roll them, and you feel the weight of one of them, and it's loaded. Strand... Uh, you pick up a book, and it's called Grog Hovels, <laughs> and it That's describes. That's my kind of porno. <laughs> I know it sounds horrible. Grog Hovels describes taverns and inns along the coastline suitable for patronage by a pirate. Oh, nice! Is there anywhere uh, mentioned? Would I really be fussed by... Is there anything uh, mentioned of Saltmarsh? That's the only place I guess I know up here. You're looking over the shoulder and uh, you can't see any mention of Saltmarsh. You do, Shale, have a look and have a rummage through the sea chests and they do contain clothes and basic personal effects. The garments are all stained and grubby and in poor condition. And... um, Behind the, I'll say you can all have a look. Behind the, the cloth curtain, uh, are two large tin buckets standing side by side on the floor. Both are empty, bless you, but they are stained, bless you, and dirty and emit a foul smell. That's it's probably where they shit. <laughs> Thank you for that. I'll kick one over. It rattles and clangs on the floor, and it's gross. Does, does fecal matter came out? No, they are clean, but they're stained. Oh, you can eat out of that. <laughs> I take the dice and I go into the middle part of the bottom floor. Okay. Uh, so I'm not going to read you that bit again. It is the cargo hold. Um, you can see that there is a lot of contraband really here there are 50 bolts of silk 40 casks of brandy 40 casks of fine wine and one large crate of high quality mining tools 
Mining tools. Yes. No sign of any weapons. No. There are two doors at the at the back, and um, steps leading up. So presumably those steps would get you above. I wonder to this one. I'm just going to listen because I'm still a little bit concerned that there might be someone else down here. I'll listen at this door. Yeah, make a perception check. Uh, natural twenty. There is no sounds coming from inside there. I'm going in here, boy. What you do here on a nat 20, coming from more likely the other door, you can hear... Pieces of me! Ah! Ah! Right, I'm going to roll a survival check. 15. Would I have heard... You wouldn't have heard what this is, but you'd recognise it as a bird. (laughs) I I, I get to say that you know what a bird is, but you won't be able to make out. I'm talking about. I've got a fucking seagull. Uh, I'll walk in. (laughs) Which room? The one where the noise is coming from, which is I don't know uh, the different rooms. This door. Yeah. Well, that's true. So, for point of clarity, it looks like that staircase in the cargo hold goes down a level. It must do. So um, you've cracked open the door and you can see what is presumably a first mate's cabin. This cabin occupies half of the stern section on this deck with one bulkhead running along the center line of the ship. Along this bulkhead leading up in the direction of the bow is an enclosed companionway. At its foot, a door in the central bulkhead leads to the other part of the stern. On this door hangs a dark blue cloak. A single bunk the bed linen heaped in a pile is set against the hole. At its foot is a brass-bound wooden sea chest, its lid closed. Under the bunk is a brass box, also closed. In the centre of the cabin, a plain wooden table is bolted to the deck. On it are two books, one open and propped up against the other. Beside the table is a wooden chair. Hanging from the ceiling over the table is an unlit hooded lantern. Just aft of the hook that holds the lantern is a hatch measuring three feet on the side. Kuatoa man, Uh, I I think I found your room. It's my cloak, though. Uh, I'll pick up the cloak and put it on. Okay. Also, my character is starting to look fucking fabulous. Like, every time I try and imagine him, he gets better and better. Blue cloak, pirate hat. What else has he got? Dress shirt as trousers, as as shorts. I've got some kind of... I can't off. remember what no, shoes No, it blew off, didn't it? Oh, yeah. No, I'm completely naked. Yeah, I cloak holds mm. a bit more modesty. I can't remember what I put on my feet. I've got something on my feet as well. Slippers. There we go. Yeah, I imagine Shroud does look fabulous. Kuwatoa uh, uh, K- boy. Who is that? You, you. You're a Kuwatoa, right? Triton. Tri... Triton. Same thing. Well, Triton, get your ass in here. <laughs> okay. I've upgraded you from the cook to this is your room now. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, look in that box for me, would you? I think I left some stuff in there. 
So there's a sea chest and a brass box under the bed. Which are you looking in? Uh, I guess sea the chest. brass one looks fancier. But you can start with that. I'll start with the sea chest. You open it, it's not locked and it's not trapped. It contains garments and a pair of boots. Uh, they look quite old, but reasonably clean. Help yourself. All yours. Thank you. This will help fighting the evils of the deep. And then I look at the put, brass. Put, put them on. It's alright. I got my royal armor. I'm, I'm fine. And then I... He's a wool. Wool. I don't know what that what that material is, but okay. I'll put it on when I, you know, relax in this room later. <laughs> Bit weird. Don't no, need to know. Anyway. I look no, at, no, the other box is what I want. Just open that up for me. I look into the other box. You open it up. It is actually locked, but with a little bit of... The lock's defective, so you kind of like push in on where the lock would be and you actually can like push it open and, and you do and you can see that inside is 500 silver pieces oh yeah they're mine thank you no worries enjoy what is this it's silver is you it... buy things with it rats gotcha you can buy rats with this yeah you, you, bu you buy rats with this yeah strand hey. are you in this room no, he's probably still out in the, uh, just milling about. Okay. Can I look at the door at the back? Yeah, want to go through? Sure. Watch out, there's something nasty in there. So, this is the bosun's cabin. In the centre of the cabin sits a plain wood table on which stands a pewter flagon and a pewter mug. Beside the table is a wooden chair, and hanging over the table is an unlit hooded lantern. Also, hanging from the ceiling at the aft end of the cabin is a large cage that holds a parrot, apparently asleep. Next to the hole hangs an unoccupied hammock. Beneath it is a brass-bound wooden sea chest. Okay. Can I go to the sea chest? And try and open it? Yeah, uh, it's unlocked and it contains grubby garments of no value. However, concealed by the garments is an iron box. Right. I take it's locked. Hang on. I might have a key for this one. Uh, I'll try a couple of the keys that I've got. Um, you managed to get a key in. And it clicks open, and it contains 200 silver pieces. This is ridiculous. It must be large. A spear, a dagger, and the remains of a crossbow. It must be massive. Um, yeah. The crossbow is damaged beyond repair, so it must have been a massive box inside this chest, almost filling it out of thought. How do you get a spear in a box? God knows. <laughs> no idea. One of those it foldable must... ones. Yeah, ridiculous. But... Um, now, I'm going to take care of you both. Help yourself. Anything you like. Kappa! Kappa! Fuck. That is the parrot. It is now awake. Oh, and it's swing and fucking punch the cage. <laughs> Kappa! <laughs> what the fuck? What do they it's always talk? It's its wings. It's a fucking druid. 
Is it a druid? Can I poke <laughs> it? <laughs> it's a bit of parrot. <laughs> I've never seen one of these things before. <laughs> what do you want to do? It's a parrot in a cage. Oh, f- sorry. I'll, I'll stop its cage from shaking for her. Punched it. Uh, you startled me, that's all. You speak. You speak. Copper! I'll give it a silver coin. There you go, copper. Copper! <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's saying copper, by the way, not copper. I don't know, a cup of tea. You want a drink? Has anyone got a drink on him? No. Is there any? Is there any drinks on the side anywhere? There, there actually is a flagon on the table, which is full of a rough, high-proof cider. I will fucking just fling this fluid all over <laughs> it. Um, it's uh, it's sticky, messy, uh, but the parrot does seem to ingest some of this high-proof cider, what? and it it goes. And then it kind of like falls over a little bit onto its side, <laughs> flaps its wings, gets back up and wobbles. <laughs> Pieces of eight. I give you silver. Copper. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Means we got food tonight. Uh, is there anything else in here that looks interesting? Uh, one sec, Lee. Where are you? Sorry, Strand. Where are you? I'm still, I'm still out here, just looking down. Okay. I'm guessing this goes down again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. So I'm gonna take a. We peek. think they're here. I'm gonna take a peek down in the, whatever you call that. Okay, Hatch. so you're gonna look down into the bilges. Yes. Uh, I. So, you look down into the lowest level of the ship, and. From the hatchway you can see a little of what lies in the gloom below. This area stretches the full width of the ship and for all you can see the full length, for no bulkheads are in view. What must be the bottom of the ship is covered with a thick layer of wet sand, which is presumably some sort of ballast, on top of which is an inch or so of green, greasy water. A scuttling noise towards the stern indicates there is some life down here, perhaps living off the garbage thrown in occasionally by the lazy crew for there are heaps of trash immediately below the hatch that have formed small islands in the fetid water. A particularly large one has accumulated at the base of the mast. As you move your light back and forth, you catch a yellow reflection in one of the garbage piles. Like a shiny yellow? Yeah, metallic. You're right down there, Strand. Something down there. See gold. Let, here's something. Let, let me get my bird uh, and I'll call the seagull down and I'll send it down into this okay. dark Before area. Before you do that, Nick has to make a perception check for me, please. Perception. Here we go. That's persuasion. Perception. Ah, four. And because you was in the room as well, Shell, if you would make one for me as well, please, as you leave. 
You could just use my natural... Oh, use wrong. Uh, that, sorry, that's persuasion. That's a completely different thing. Uh, oh, my God. Jesus. Natural 20 again. All right. Just as you're leaving with your seagull and... Did you say you was taking copper as well? Uh, as long as it's locked up tight, I was going to come back for that. It is in uh, a cage, yeah. Yeah. Well, just as you're leaving, you cast a cursory glance behind you and you realise there's a secret door in the back of the cabin. Oh, hello. Uh... Yeah, Strand, I'm just taking care of something. Don't don't break anything. Uh, and I'll be... I'll go and have a look at this secret door first. You pop open the secret door and there is a dark, cramped area, only four feet wide at most, squeezed in between the ship's stern and the adjacent cabin. It appears to be a holding cell. A slim, humanoid figure cowers in the far corner, chained to the hole. Um, I haven't got a picture to show you. You can't see him. Probably. What race is he? You'd have to get closer to really have a good look. Is it like a caged area? Or if it, I walk in, he'll be able to grab me? He's chained. Uh, you can't see the range of his chains, really. You don't know. Oh. Hello? Hello. He says in a language you probably don't speak. What languages do you speak? Uh, I speak uh, a nice mix of common, gnomish, undercommon, draconic, and giant. You don't recognise the language he speaks to you in. I speak... He just seems tired and fearful. Would you speak? Primordial. That helps. No. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, Shale, uh, we've, we've got a fellow up here. Uh, I, I can deal with him, but it's it's going to take me uh, a small amount of time. It's all right. I'll go help him. All right, uh, I'll be with you in ten minutes. Uh, I'm going to set up the ritual for comprehend languages. Uh, it's going to take me ten minutes to. Okay, as you start casting that. Nikas and Strand. What are you doing? The stairs down here. Yes, the middle of the the hold. Descending into the bilges. Can I put light on my weapon and then mm. come downstairs? Are you going down the stairs first or a Strand? Well, I'm guessing Strand is. He could be the shield and I'm hovering over him like, you know, the Spartans with the <laughs> with the glaive over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Going down the stairs. Let's do this. As you're descending, uh, both of you make perception checks. Perception. 12. Nice. 16. Strand, you sit first. There is movement. Uh, there are rats in the corners, which doesn't bother you at all. But on one of these garbage islands around the mast, as you descend, really, you can see what you now recognize as two swarms of rock grubs. You're not in combat because you've seen it. I'm going to put their tokens on. Are they those things that we came across yeah, before? Yeah, with the fire. They buried to the heart. Yeah. Uh, None of us have seen them before. Except me. No, no. Oh, yeah, Nick has. Yeah. Uh, they're there. I'm going to say, if you was coming down, you'd probably come down somewhere about 
here maybe, somewhere around the, the mast in the center. How do you want to do this? They are just writhing these horrible, grotesque, overlarge maggot things, really, writhing in the water in these two swarms. You're not in combat, just so you know. I whisper to Strand and I go, I've dealt with these before. I don't, I really don't want to deal with them again. Would I know anything about them? Make a nature check, I guess. 14. 14. You've heard of them. You've not seen them before. You'd recognize them as just grubs, over large grubs that presumably grow into some other stage of insect. They are horrific. They've got these nasty fanged mouths, but the fangs are just fully circular around the mouth, these rows of teeth. And they're particularly repulsive to look at. You've heard stories of them burrowing into flesh. Uh, we'll come back and deal with these later. Yeah. You only... F okay. Yeah. We'll say that time passes and I assume you guys come back up onto the whole deck and that you can see that Shale is finishing his ritual, which I'm going to say finishes and you could cast your spell if you wish. Okay. Um... Let's try this again. Hello. Hello. Ah, oh, there we go. Uh, who the fuck are you? Oceanus is my name. Jesus Please. Christ, what kind of name is that? What are you? I'm a sea elf. Please release me. First of all, what, what are you doing down here? They, they've kept me a prisoner. Why? Wow. I... I'm a member of a tribe of Manan. We live under the sea. Hang on. And... Uh, I'll switch back to... Oh, do, do you speak common? No. All right, good. Uh, I'll go back and switch to common quickly. Uh, Nickass, you, you live under the sea, don't you? Yeah. Do you know what a sea elf is? You would. Yeah. You'd know of um, sea elves. There's, in fact, a Triton community, which is your home, that actually has different races forming, like, a coalition. And sea elves would be one of the races with the Tritons that live in this underground city. This this fella is a sea elf. So I might need you to fact check a few things, but he was he's our prisoner here. His name's Oceanus. Fantastic name. O o Oceanus. Oceanus. Could I? Oceanus. Can I walk up to him and speak in Primordial? He looks at you and then looks straight to Shale and says, "I, I don't, I don't speak that language. I, I only speak Elvish and Aquan." I think Aquan. He. Sorry, I think Aquan is like a sub thing of Primordial, and Primordial is the like the the big one, if you know what I mean. The daddy and the child is the Aquan. There, there will be some words that you can pick out, 
but it's, it's too region specific. You can't speak gotcha. French. He he likes your hair. Well, that's me translating. No, that's me translating for what you just said to him. Oh. So he knows. Okay. Thank you. I imagine it's tatty. Please release me. Uh, first of all, why why did they lock you up? My tribe has noted from a distance the periodic travels of this ship, the Sea Ghost, and it was curious the journeys uh, at night along a supposedly deserted coastal area. Suspicious of this behaviour, the tribal council ordered me to keep a watch. I slipped aboard when the ship arrived and followed the ship back to its port of origin with the intention of discovering what I could of these strange proceedings. However, at the vessel's home port, I witnessed the stowing aboard of a small arsenal of weaponry. I was then discovered, knocked out and taken prisoner, and you find me here chained to the hull in this compartment. Where, where was the weaponry put? I don't know. Somewhere hidden on the ship. <clears throat> That's good to know. Uh, well... This, so wait, hang on. You you snuck on this the ship uh, stealthily in order to try and um, do some subterfuge, and it didn't really. It sounds like you really planned what happened on the ship, and it it kind of didn't work out well for you, did it? Yeah, it's not yeah. A good plan. Our fucking GM, he he thought we had a ship plan, but <laughs> look at you and look at us. <laughs> It's not too far away removed from what Siavash did, really, is it? One man on his own on a ship. Hey, I had a good plan. Uh, I just rolled a natural one, all right? That was the... Well, maybe maybe so did Oceanus. <laughs> the, these these uh, ne'er-do-wells are, let's be honest, they're, they're, they're no more. They Unfortunately, they set upon us and killed one of our men, and I've taken position as captain of this ship. Now... Maybe charm. I could be an altruistic captain. I could, I could maybe set you free, and we could be friends. But I don't want any funny business. Shale, oh, oh sorry, that's me. Uh, Strand will fuck your shit up, and I'll point to him. Oceanus nods and says, "Please let me out. I would imagine we have common enemy with these ruffians if they killed a colleague of yours." No, they're, they're dead. Uh, what about lizard folk? You friends with them? I don't know. I've never seen any. All right. Well, the only problem is I need to use magical means to talk to you, and that could be somewhat time-consuming. So we're going to have to kind of leave our conversations in short bursts. But just for now, if I set you free, I'm going to ask you not leave the ship. Wait a minute. I know I don't speak the same language as, and he points to you, Nickass. He said, we're, we're both friends of the sea. There is a common series of gestures and sounds we could probably communicate to each other with. It would be simplified, but we could communicate with each other without your needing to cast that rather long ritual. All right, fair enough, but... Let's get this clear while I'm talking to you. I don't want you to leave the ship for now. I know you could just fuck off into the water or whatever, but that kind of goes against a, a, an agreement between friends. That's fine. I have no intentions of jumping off the ship. In fact, I would be very grateful if you could release me and maybe I could help you. 
Let's uh, can I do a quick insight yeah, I was check? Say yeah. Insight check. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I just want to know what he's given off. 21. Fuck me! Wow. Yeah, you're rolling very nicely. Oceanus seems sincere, positive. Um, he seems incredibly good. Quite open and honest. Not naive. There is a wisdom in there that kind of prevents him from crossing into naivety. He he definitely seems good and he definitely seems honest. He also seems that despite being imprisoned, he has not suffered any great injury and his spirit is completely undaunted. Though he's perhaps hungry and slightly bruised, he's quite a strong... There's a strong aura and charisma around this 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 sea elf. Uh I will attempt to free him. Do any of my keys fit? Actually, yes. And you can unlock his shackles. And he stands, and he's 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 very tall. Life, you can see closer now. He's got blonde hair, uh, very long elvish ears, and uh, I think he's got gills. So does this mean like I have to talk loud and slow for him to understand me? He uses a lot of hand it's gestures. Iranian. <laughs> and um, you realize that there is some sort of like, with some sounds that are almost like a, a mimicry of beasts of the sea. Why? He, Why? I good, mean... old, good old mimicry. I, mi- I, I mixed that today and it made me laugh. Deep he, fucking um, cuts. Yeah. He. Uh, he. Can use gestures and sounds to find like a common language. He, I, I can't make these noises, but he, he can do like an orca swell of, of vocal ticks and clicks. That's pretty good. And then like these like cracks and like fizzy sort of noises of like what might be like ice cracking underwater and things like that. And with the hand gestures, you realize he's saying, he's basically saying, Do you understand me? Can I? do something to say yes like i nod yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you use the universal <laughs> nod of the sea and he looks a little bit surprised and then he uses a similar series of gestures and sounds and you understand him as, as saying i think this will work we can communicate i nod. he thinks it's a work he thinks you can communicate my spell's not worn off yet. How long does the spell last? Oceana. Uh, ten minutes, I think. Oh, okay. Oceana smiles and uh, he introduces himself and says, "I'm Oceanus, An hour. of the tribe of Manan. Where are you from?" And he points to you, Nikas. And then I I point to myself and I go. Uh, uh, Nicanorus Valleith. Well, the thing is with Triton name. <laughs> oh my fucking god! The the thing with why do why do why do we play with Sirvash? The thing why is, the Valley Valleith is meant to be the the place they're from, right? So that from the Triton community, you know where which part of the sea they're from. So they don't have any last names. So there's just literally Nicanorus, and then the place they're from is Valleith. So. Bit of information there for you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I had to. I had to read up on this shit. I didn't know what a fucking trident was. Okay. Uh, 
he says, pleased to meet you. Do underwater people have like a special handshake or something? Or a twirl, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. He looks confused, like that's a really stupid thing to say. <laughs> and uh, he has got like, these webbed hands, but he, he offers his webbed hands. I was you. asking you, but okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I just, yeah, I'm new for, I'm new. So you can see with a little bit more light coming from one of these these lanterns in, in the hold, uh, he's got a deep green skin. It's mottled and striped with brown. Uh, he has got blonde hair. Uh, he is robust and tall with long limbs and long, thickly webbed digits. His hair is thick and somewhat stringy. And there is like strands of silver in there with the uh, the blonde. Uh, but he has got these gills in in his neck. Um, his clothes are very light. Looks like they're made from underwater plants in blacks, browns, and greens. And yeah, that's what you can tell. So he's not a fighter then. He's like a spy. He looks he looks quite handy, but he. He's not as strong as you guys. Now, am I clever enough to notice that there was a room here? Yeah. And potentially... You realise with <clears throat> the rolls, the nat 20s and stuff that you've been getting, you got a nat 20 on perception, didn't you? Two. You realise yeah. that there is an unaccounted for space behind the cabin... Um, the first cabin, the one without the pirate, the parrot in, and it corresponds with the same sort of space where Oceanus was kept prisoner. Do you want to investigate the other side? Yes. I'm not going to roll for it because you know what you're looking for now. You can find another secret door. It looks like you found uh, the last unexplored area of this ship. Uh, I would like to crack it open. Okay. You have found the secret cache. This cramped area is only about four foot wide at its widest, and it's sandwiched between the adjacent cabin and the ship's stern. It contains eight large, irregularly shaped bundles wrapped in oil skin and bound with light rope. These are piled at random on the deck as though thrown in casually from the doorway. Uh, I'll have a look at them. Hopefully they're weapons. You undo one and you can find morning stars, long swords, shields, javelins, and one shield in particular on the top of the pile <clears throat> is emblazoned on the front with the design of a lizard with forked tongue extended. Uh, old, uh, Strand, uh, you're, you're more of the, the carrying type. Uh, any chance you could, uh, heft this along uh, just to show our lizard friends that uh, we we can make their deal good again perfect uh, you're my grant mitchell um <laughs> are you filming what... <laughs> i think he's peggy <laughs> what, what was it what was it you found below deck um, some fucking maggot bugs Driving about and everything, and rats. Leave them. Leave them. rats down there. And rats. Are they? Are they harmful? 
Well, them, them mega things will need to be dealt with at some point. What do they do? Uh, I've heard stories, eh? Burrowing the people. A fishman says they're not great. Living people or dead people? Living. They tried to attach to me while we were fighting in that house. In that haunted house. I've dealt with them before. Can we take, like, one of the corpses and chuck it down there and then, like, taint it? Put some mushrooms on it and may kill him. I don't know. Do yeah. do mushrooms kill these things? Mushrooms kill anything if you try hard enough. He gives you a little wink. I I don't know what that means. I'll show you later, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's let's get one of those bodies down here and we use it as a bit of bait. Uh, also, we'll take this shield up. We'll give that to the lizard men. Uh, and I think we better give our druid friend a present as well, because I've given you cabin, uh, like cabins each. He can have this bird, and I'll pick up the bird. Let's wander above deck. Can I have a look at the shield? Yeah, I have yeah. it. Like I got, I just pointed for you to pick it up. It is um, stylistically the analog for us would be there looks like a Mayan sort of flavor like quite geometric faces with the open mouth in 2d but uh it's clearly a design of a lizard with a forked tongue extended on the emblazoned on the front of this this shield is there anything special about it or uh it's not magical cool. it's just a shield as you guys head up onto the main deck you can see that Theron and horatio have actually been removing the bodies. They're just about to swing the last one over uh, uh, into the sea. I need that. And Varen says, well timed. Here you go. And he hands you uh, the body of one of the crew. Just pop, pop, pop it there for now. Uh, got, got your present, Varen. Really? What have you found? Much better than a fucking toad, and I hand him the parrot. Oh, uh, which shell knows well. nothing about the toad? He can see the toad. I know the about to the toad. The toad's on um, <clears throat> Ferenc's shoulder. Oh, he came with him. All right, my brother. But no, I met the toad. We compared toad and seagull. Toad, toad and seagull went off on a scout. Oh, yeah, oh my bad. Sorry. Ferenc says, "Thank you. I don't believe animals should be in cages. Would you let me?" release this bird yeah if you want it's yours your present you you helped us out this is what you get thank you and he releases the bird and the bird sits on his hand quite comfortably and he whispers to him and holds his hand up and the bird flies and does a lap all the way around the circumference of the ship and then lands back on his shoulder and then just just goes and then flaps its wings and then lands on his head think he's sticking around for a little while and then he gets him off of his head and puts him on his other shoulder he's got loris looking grumpily from one shoulder and cuppa the parrot on the other i know which one i prefer okay well i think we've cleared the ship of bodies we'll be feeding the shark and fishes tonight we've we've got a friend uh 
and I'll introduce the sea elf. This is a sea elf. You have heard of sea elves? Yes. Oh. Uh, I'm trying then... to kind of out know him on stuff because I feel a little bit inadequate around him. Well, Ferrin, I don't know if Ferrin can speak his language though. I'm just going to check. Uh, here we go, Ferrin. I'm going to say he can actually. He can speak Elvish. You guys won't understand it, but he starts talking in Elvish to Oceanus. Yo, I, I can understand it. For an hour. You can't speak Elvish. He's, he's oh, you, oh, beg your pardon. You can comprehend all languages. Yeah. Well, I'm, then he, you can hear him. You can hear him speaking in Elvish saying, uh, <clears throat> are you from the tribe of Manan? And Oceanus says, yes, I, I got caught. I uh, reached a little too far. As I was investigating these these thugs, and they they imprison me, and and they're just catching up with each other, and they have a very quick and easy conversation between the two of them. I love how the two sea people can't talk to each other, but the gnome, undercommon gnome, and a druid can. I'm just saying. You can <laughs> because Oceanus can use friends of the sea. Uh, he can communicate with you with gestures Jason, and sounds. Okay. It's simple ideas, though. Yeah, yeah. You don't get the full breadth of like, flowery poetry of language. Like, what are clouds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How marshmallowy are they? <laughs> what what are marshmallows? <laughs> That's true. Oceanus, is is there any reason we shouldn't give these weapons to these lizard people? He turns to you and goes, "Lizard, what?" And then he looks through the open door as Horatio moves as he was blocking it. And he sees three lizard men sitting on hammocks just watching. (laughs) They're lizard Uh, people. Okay. Don't be racist. I'm not. Why? Why? (laughs) Don't stop staring. Uh, Yes. And then he looks back at you. Why? uh, Why would you give them weapons? Well. Are they their weapons? Apparently they had a deal. Why are we giving them weapons? They had a deal with the previous crew to help their town to do with something, yeah. and they won't leave until they get their things. Otherwise, they'll attack us. They were very aggressive. I don't know. They were very aggressive. They they seem quite kind. They seem they've got little babies they're looking after. Little dragon thing. Oh, I mean, I defensive. Know. Sorry, not aggressive. Defensive. Were they were they just normal weapons in all the weapons? Yeah, there was. Uh, I can't find what it was now. It was a range of there was shields and I think there was maces. Let me have a look. No, just, just generic stuff. Um, yeah, something like fourteen. It was generic weapons. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I tell you exactly. There were morning stars, long swords, shields, and javelins. Enough for. Um, if you're counting the actual offensive weapons, you've got weapons for 40 individuals with 11 shields, including the emblazoned one. Uh, you would all... also know that there has been more than one shipment. This isn't the first. There's also uh, some maggots downstairs, apparently. What do you call them again? Uh... Grubs. Big Macs. Sure. 
Biggie Max. Biggie Max. Uh, Biggie Barrow yeah, Max. Farron shakes his head and he just goes, Rot Grubs? Yeah, that's the one. Biggie Max. Okay. That's what we said, right? Yeah. Would you like to deal with them? I believe you are quite close to leveling up, he doesn't say. <laughs> <laughs> I believe, yes, we can go kill him. Two swarms, it's fine. Yeah, if if we were to use this body as bait, have you got anything we could do to taint the body, to poison it, or make it... Make it not very nice? Or, or what we could do is, like, do they jump in the body, and then we could just fucking fuck the body off the side of the boat? I believe that the they will eat a dead body, a corpse, but if the being is alive, they will burrow to the heart to feast from the still beating heart and kill the individual from the inside. That way. I uh, got rid of one by using fire, if that helps. Fire is rather effective, and he produces I, flame in his hand. I, I, as long as you don't set fire to my fucking ship. Our ship. Not that we need I, it. I point to the hat. <laughs> Ferran shakes his head and says, two issues here. I believe we've done if you've scouted the ship and we've got it under control. A couple of rock grubs to wipe out and some lizard folk to deal with. Now, what do you want to do? And I'll show you on this. This, this lizard folk situation, if they are just defending their home. Could they not fight the... Uh... <laughs> No, the, we'd Max. need to give them weapons, then they then, level and then up. they're a bit more dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah then they level up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, maybe they have got weapons themselves. They just didn't get them out and wield. Oh them, shit! So I didn't realize that. I thought they were unarmed. That's why I brought a shield. I was being clever. Yeah, uh, uh, they've got. Uh, there are inside there, just resting against the walls. They've got heavy clubs. There are javelins and spiked shields. The, these were soldiers that were sent. They just were relatively chill at, at seeing you. They assumed at first you were smugglers, then accepted rather nonchalantly that you weren't, and then were questioning about the status of their shipment, really, whether you was going to honour it or not, and they're waiting for your judgement, really. Can I ask Shale, like, why Oceanus was here? Because I didn't understand anything he said, so... Uh, sorry, I thought I. Uh, he got ca- captured. He tried to. He was like a stupid fish man that crept on a ship that did something stupid and get caught. But he came on the ship that because f- he was somebody took on his own. Apparently, what a bell end! <laughs> because the ship was suspicious in its route, route, route. Fucking hell! Ugh. And Ugh. Then, Don't you dare! And then uh, they picked up some weapons, and he got suspicious, and he came on board. Yeah, they lo- loaded it with weapons. Right. The weapons that belong to the lizard folk. Well, there's a p- big picture of a fucking lizard on them. I'm using that as a bit of a clue, but I don't understand what the fuck goes on up here or under the water. It's all new to me. And uh, their, their, their homeland's being attacked. Yeah. That's what he said that's, in the letter, right? Or they, mm-hmm. they communicated. Who's it being ta- attacked by? They haven't said. How about we let the council deal with the lizard folk? Or we like, if we sail it back, we're not breaking our deal with the lizard men. We can speak to the council; they might know a little bit more. We collect our gold, and we got a big fucking ship out of it. But I don't want to. I, I want to fucking nap, but I don't want to sleep on a boat with with fucking heart 
maggots on. I like my heart. Well, it's not our weapons, so we can lizards can take them. We'll just let the um, council know that we have the silk, we have the whiskey, the mining tools, and the weapons are just for the lizard people. Well, they might know a bit more about maybe the lizard men are, are threatening to come down to the Underdark, and I don't fucking want that. It's my house. Yeah, let's, let's find out who's who's actually the threat to them. Go on. Right, let's kill these maggots first, all right? Let's do it. Give me the heebie-jeebies. So, bearing in mind, do you want the XP here? Who's going down to fight? I am. Yeah. I think it's going to be us three and a corpse. Okay. Fair enough. Why would we bring the corpse? We don't have a mushroom get... to poison or anything. Have we got anything to poison? No. It with uh, I got nothing. No, but I'll give it a go. I can do some things. <laughs> okay. It's a corpse. We don't need it for anything else. Let's do this. Uh, I'll make okay. sure, uh, Strand carry it, though. <laughs> he, he's the beast of burden in this. Brilliant. <laughs> like oxen. All right. So you can roll initiative if you want, but you're not on the initiative track yet. So by all means, roll it. I've got it set. But you're so, not in initiative order, is what I'm saying. You have a surprise round. Okay, so how about this? What I would like to do, again, this is us talking it through as a group. I'd like to cut a hole in this fella's chest. We throw it down. What I'm going to do is, is use this hand, and I'll produce my mage hand. I'm going to make it look like his heart is pulsing, so these things dive in. And then you smash them while they're not aware. Well, I have this thing, and I like do this sacred flame cantrip thing. I say this is this will definitely hurt them, so I could do that on the heart while they're boring in. Alright. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll quite happily cut open this corpse's chest to expose its bare heart. It's got a bare heart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we'll slide it down the steps. Mage hand in. Pump, pump, pump. Okay. Would be amazing you... if this fucker came back to life. <laughs> <laughs> Just screaming. <laughs> oh, what a fucking last image. That, that is horrible. Okay, so... Shale, you can easily instruct Strand, and Strand, you throw the body in it, lands with a thump and a splash... Uh, onto the sand and some of the uh, the water below in, in the bilges and these creatures are not very smart they perceive the splash and the noise and they start wriggling towards it what did you say specifically you're doing to the heart? I'm pumping it to make it look like it's with actually alive with my hand which is okay. probably the weirdest thing I've ever done with a my hand yeah, it's weird. Uh, however, it has got their attention and they start coming over to feast, investigate, whatever. They are rattling through this corpse. Hold. Hold. I'm just pumping. Uh, I'm, I'm going to use... Going, going through this body. I'm going to use sacred flame on the heart and whatever's eating on it should probably take damage. 
Is that a ranged strike? Oh, sorry. No, what I meant was to... Uh, 60 yeah, feet. 60 feet, there you go. For 8 fire damage. DC 13 dex save. It's radiant damage, not fire damage. Is it radiant? It says yeah. a flame. Sacred flame. <laughs> I know. I know. I just found that out today, actually. Uh, all right. So they have to make dex saving throws. Wow. Minus one. Nice. And 11, which means both fail. And what? How much Eight. was it? Sorry. Okay. So. That is so stupid. You can kill 16 of these um, grubs. There's still 28 of them left swarming around and inside this body, but you set fire to some of them with this holy fire, and you get this this pleasant satisfaction of just seeing some of them sizzle and curl up charred. Uh, a couple of them pop from the heat. Lovely. Strand, what are you doing? I'll give you each a round before this goes. Where where do the stairs end up? You're, I'm going to say the stairs end relatively where I pinged there. So you can see these at your feet, basically. Ugh. Somewhere around there. Just dive in. It's only quicksand. Yeah, might as well. Bum, bum, bum. And then okay, you jump down. Then I'm gonna use my warhammer two-handed to smash them. Nice, Jesus Christ! Nice, that definitely hits one group. Roll damage. Four. Four. You pop four and one huge uh, swipe with your warhammer. They explode, leaving just their sickening skin and all of the innards and goo just splots out the side. Yeah, it does. I guess that's the end of your attack. Hold on. Oops. Shale, what are you doing? Uh, I'll stand at the top surprise. of the stairs uh, and I will acid splash. I can hit both of them. They need to do oh, DC 13. <laughs> Sorry, Richard. For one damage each. <laughs> they both fail a zero and a two. They're not going to be jumping out of the way. However, they take one. You kill two grubs, basically. Uh, and that is the end of my turn. Well, now your surprise is over. This swarm of grubs has some sort of sentience and realizes they're under attack. Top of the round would be Strand. I will go again. Good to hit. Hits roll damage. Eleven. Oh, nice. Jesus. Jesus. Well, you absolutely. <laughs> I can't even imagine this. With this Warhammer, I'm going to say, you, with a frenzy, you just start smashing. Again, it's like that whack a mole thing. You massively take out a whole swarm on your own with what was left. And there are only 11 rock grubs left as you I'll... just start stamping and smashing them into. Mush. I'll action surge and do it again. Rod's a hit. Oh. <laughs> you, as you get the frenzy, you slip a little on the on the water and slide onto one knee. You can pick yourself back up. That's fine. But as you slide onto one knee, the swarm that's left is going to bite you. And seeing you as the largest threat, a five to hit. Fail. <laughs> 
Absolutely. They just can't get through your armor. And you just brush them back off. Nikas, what would you like to do? As you see your dwarven colleague start to get swarmed. I will go in to help him go down to the whatever next to him. And then I will attack. Roll to hit. 21. Nice. Hits. Roll Nine. damage. That is slashing, and they are resistant to slashing. So that will be five, let's say. But you managed to cleave a good five. There is only six rock grubs left. Shale, what would you like to do? You haven't got a great line of sight now because Even the bodies on are in the way. The steps. They're tall and grubs are really uh, small. I'll just throw another glob uh, of uh, acid over the top then. It definitely hits and there are only three lowly grubs left as you just splat acid exploding onto them and they pop and sizzle instantly and smoke as the acid eats into their still bodies. So that goes right back to the top and that would be Shale to finish three off. Sorry, mm. Strand. Your names are too similar. Strand. Oof. Eight just does oh, it. Nice. Roll damage. Oh wow. Three. And that is <laughs> exactly what you needed. There was three left and you stamp them into paste and you may each add Where's hopefully 87 experience That's <laughs> That's each. 67 <laughs> for the lols i will bounce you up to 87 because you have cleared a whole ship and freed ocean hey we are now level three Da, 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 da. You're not. You're level two and yeah, one. Yeah, I'm level two and one. <laughs> Which means I. So you can level up for the next game if you want. What's the total experience? 900. I'm just letting Zivash track rather than do it separately. Yo. It's not a bad way of doing it. Easy, isn't it? Uh, I don't know who to go to. Level two paladin. I get smite and an extra AC or warlock. I'll figure it out. I can't, I can't do it now. So I'll let you guys work that out. That leaves only one thing left, and then you've claimed the whole boat. What are you doing with these lizard folk? I'll pour over these letters anymore. I don't see any clues about whether they're who might be attacking them, or I suppose I could go and ask them one more time. There's no information in the letters and files as to why they're being supplied with these weapons. Um, all right, should we go and talk to them one last yeah. time? Right, United Front and all that, come with your captain. Um, There's nothing else down here, right? What was that glint? Oh, oh Strand. Yes. Yeah, what was it? You can see two gold pieces. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I put them in my pocket. Nothing else? All right. Nope. There's some rats in the corner. You know, There's a rat in the kitchen. What are you going to anyway? Another um, edit. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, for copyright yeah. reasons. It's too close. <laughs> it's too perfect. <laughs> uh, 10 minutes ritual again. Blah, blah, blah. Fucking ritual. Did they take good. an hour? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. What? You have you have comparing languages for her. As you're... It's 10 minutes of ritual. 
as you cast this ritual and it finally takes control, these lizard folk are the chillest lizard folk ever. They're just sitting watching you. One of them is playing with the pseudo dragon. And as you get mastery over their language, you can hear it going, who's a good boy, Bims? Who's a good boy, Bims? You're a good boy, Bims. And the little um, pseudo dragon kind of like is rolling on its back, giving it its tummy open for strokes and stuff. It seems to be called Bims. Oh, making it harder to kill them because they've got a cute little child called Bims. Um, <clears throat> uh, good afternoon there, uh, lizard people. It's night. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's an early evening at, at best. It's midnight. I, I'll be honest, we, where I'm from, we don't really have a sun, so it's it's all a bit new to me. They just stare at you. A little bit um, <laughs> all right, fuck you. Uh, we've got a couple of questions about what you wanted these weapons for. Ask. I, I kind of am. It's rude. We need them to protect our home. Who from? Sekola. What is Sekola? Nikas, you recognize this word as a word your god has said. Yes, the shark king. Mm. The hunter. The... I wrote it down somewhere. Sekola, the great shark, the joyful hunter, the shark father. Is that a good thing to you or a bad thing? This is a very bad thing. Very dangerous. God. You would know, Nikas, that Sekola is the god of this... I don't know how to pronounce this. Sahwagin. Uh, Sahwagin. Pretty good. Sounded, the first time sounded really good. Sahwagin. There you go. Sahwagin. Sahwagin. So when I hear that... That's how it's spelled, isn't I it? And I relay the message that I am also interested in... Sec- or, like, why did they say secular to shale? Uh, Fishboy wants to know... Is this God hurting you? Followers of his? What? Can you give us a bit more information? Sahwagin is worshipped. Nope. nope. Sekola. The Sahwagin worship Sekola. And they will destroy our people. What do they look like? Do they look like him? Or him? Or him? Pointing to like the four different races. Five different races. They look confused uh you get the impression that they don't see any similarity between any of you guys and the sahwagin they uh i I guess you guys living close to the sea you wouldn't know about this shale but um they look like monstrous versions of merfolk really fish faces teeth they're humanoid they're ripped with muscles they have like fish tails but they're anthropomorphic with uh, feet and legs and can stand on two legs. They are they... the enemies of Tritons, uh, pretty much. Yeah. They're they're pretty nasty. You so and I'll I'll switch back to common. helping them would be a good thing, right? If they're your friends and well your enemies of your enemies. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. My god needs me 
to eradicate this shark god, Sekola, and getting its followers would help that. The lizard man that's been taking the lead in the communication says Otho Kent is preparing us for battle against this terrible enemy. We need these weapons. Strand, give him the shield. Fling it over to him. <laughs> he catches it and he says, you will honour the deal we had with these smugglers. Yeah, we got one place to go first and where we, uh we need to drop some of the other stuff off. We we gotta deal with our with some uh, associates of us. And you will take us on your boat to our people. Yeah, but you're gonna need to stay in here and stay real calm like there'll be some some humans coming on here and taking some stuff, but they won't touch the weapons. We got them hidden away. You have the friendship of Otho Kent. Oh our queen. How do you do it? And I'll like put out an awkward hand like he wants to shake it or go in for a be ready for a he, hug. He grabs your wrist and pulls you close. So it's like a wrist to wrist handshake where his well, sort of it's more higher up than the wrist actually. He kind of grabs you towards the elbow. And clutches you tightly. And you can feel this thing is ripped. Very muscular, very strong. And as you get closer, you can see that its neck is so strong. This It's just this huge rippling full of muscle. And you're very, very close to this lizard head with these teeth and yellow eyes that you've struggled very much to read any um, emotion out of. Their body language is very alien to yours. So reading them is difficult. Everything looks kind of threatening. Um, however, it's not being threatening and it seems to be showing you some sort of respect. All right. Let's get this boat moving then. Uh, I'll walk up to... Is there a wheel? Or is... Is it not got a ship's wheel? It must have. Yeah, well, there's a... You see on the upper deck, there is... Is it a tiller? Oh, yeah. Like it will a, control like the rudder, rudder. so yeah. the sails will fill, and then the tiller will guide the ship. You can lift up the anchor and, and sail off if you want. Yeah, let's do this. Right. I'm going to say that then you you drag the jolly boat with you that's got Sven's body in. And between you, Nikas would know nothing about sailing ships. Oceanus Ooh, would actually, have... Actually... <laughs> I because I have the soldier whatever I have vehicles of the sea as my proficiency. Oh, I take it back. After studying sea vehicles from below and <laughs> learning it, you can help guide with Oceanus's help. Um, I'm going to assume Strand. You would have some knowledge. Shell. You would have next to zero. Sven would have a little bit. Ferran Castellar would have knowledge but no practical skills but between you you managed to sail the sea ghost with its lizard folk crew and weapons back to salt marsh it's dawn i would say by the time you get back there it's slow going and you're not comfortable I'm with a huge boat I'm guessing i have one point of exhaustion from staying up all night 
Wait, it's, a, it's an hour's walk, right? So that's a long time for a fucking sea journey. It, it's not actually midnight because okay. I think it was like four in the morning anyway. By the time you actually uh, were signaling this 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 boat, it was early in the morning. So like sun's coming up around six thirty, something like that. And yeah, with the combat, with the searching, it it gets to be the dawn by the time that you manage to get the boat back to salt marsh and i'm gonna put you on the salt marsh map if i can find you yep there you are based upon where we are and looking at the time uh, you dock the sea ghost into salt marsh uh how do you want to finish things with this chapter, should we say? A party. <laughs> well, we have to go to the council, tell them what we have. We have to see if they have any information on that triton. That uh, tri- uh, uh, trident. Then we have to take the boat with Oceanus, hopefully. Well, we'll ask him about the lizard, the lizard men, men and say. Yeah, and then we have to then take the boat. Whether they give us permission or not, we'll have a mission for us. Well, this is this, like as as far as Shelley is concerned, like this is his boat. He's gonna find a way to sail it down to the Underdark. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the Goonies. Yeah, but no, because I'm gonna fucking stay down there and sail the fucking seas of the Underdark, which sounds fucking amazing. Does yeah. the Underdark have seas? It must do, right? Yeah, it must yeah. Be. Yeah, he's got big fucking oceans and nice. stuff. So. Uh, I'm going to say that you dock the Sea Ghost at the jetty, just opposite from where the council building is. And as you dock, you can actually see that guards have alerted the council and they're actually standing on the jetty. Guards have been waiting, they've been watching, and they've woken up the council and it's very early, but they're there as you as you tie up. Right. Council business. Call the council now. They walk back into the, their chambers and Silas is there, excuse me, holding the door open for you. And they lead you into session. All of the council members are seated and inside the room with you three is Oceanus and you've got Ferran Castellar and you've also got Horatio who comes in later than you guys. You would assume he was dealing with Sven's body and the guard have taken taken his body away. Uh, Captain Shale reported, uh, we have looked into the ghastly business. Uh, we have defeated the ghosts. Uh, they're pretty, pretty scary ghosts. Uh, and we also found a smuggling ring, which we smashed. Eliander Fireborn stands up and says, thank you. Shale, we know about the ghosts. We also see you have claimed the ship, which was your current objective. It'll go well. What do you mean, it will go well? Did did all go well? No, uh, Sven's dead. Eliander looks particularly shocked and looks to Horatio. Horatio nods and says, you were instructed to guard the boat. What happened? He was a hero. It's not Horatio, not time Horatio not time for that. Him. He gave his life to fulfil whatever mission you sent him on. 
we'll see that his his family are notified. Horatio nods again. What? And I'll ha- I'll hand over the the pipe. It, I, th- I think this was his. If we could see that his son got it. Eliander takes the pipe. He didn't no, have he a did. son. Prick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that and under Her- my breath. Horatio does laugh. And then he kind of like wipes an eye because he's sad as well. And Eliander takes takes the the pipe and, and he sits down. And the kind of flamboyant uh, man with the hat normally on, this tricornered hat, Gellan Primewater, he stands up and he says, well, we see you have taken the boat. It seems to be a success. Obviously, poor Sven was... He sacrificed himself as, as part of the combat. What did you learn? Um, well, we've got some lizard men friends. Excuse me? Lizard men. On the boat? Sorry, lizard people. Wow. Yes, they, they were uh, somewhat captive, somewhat. Uh, they, 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 they were kind of being held by the smugglers, and we've helped free them. They get, they're having a bit of bother from some they're sea peaceful. people. They didn't well, attack you. They gave me a, like, a rough hug. Amazing. He shakes his head in disbelief. And the female dwarf, Manistrad Copperlox, who you would know very well, Strand, she says, okay, what, what then? There's also uh, a sea elf. And she sees Oceanus who hasn't got a fucking clue what you're saying. <laughs> this is true, actually. He's just standing there looking gormless. See, actually, you're not translating like in, in one spe- of those little women at the side of the screen. <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> oh. It's beginning with the S, doesn't it? I will, I will sign as much as I physically can. Oceanus waves at the people. He, he, he doesn't speak common, uh, but he lives under the sea. He's not a fish man, though. The boy, the boy says, "Sea elf, sea elf, wow. an elf who lives in the sea." Anders, the boy, stands up and and says, "Well, welcome, welcome to Saltmarsh." And he smiles at the sea elf and Oceana smiles back. I was Ida Oland, the gruff woman with graying hair uh, that was blonde, starting to grey. She she kind of says, "Okay, we have a sea elf, lizard folk, and a reclaimed ship. Oh, finish this tale, please." Well, that's that's kind of way. Then we came back here, like, have you ever heard of, and then I'll give the name back that you said so well, uh, the shark god. Sahuagin and Sekala. Yeah, have you heard of Saggy Jin and Sekala? Saggy Jin, nice, nice. <laughs> Sehwagin, yes. 
Sahogin, yes. Well, uh, the lizard men are having problems with those, and they were looking for some weapons to help fight them. Any reason the we can't... Smugglers were supplying them with the weapons. Well, yeah, there was an agreement for passage or something like that, as well as a shitload of brandy. Do you want, do you want to buy some brandy by any chance? Brandy? And then she looks at Eliander, and Eliander nods, and um, Ida says... What does she say? She says... There have been kegs of brandy stolen from royal shipment. Ah, oh, it means it's scarce. More gold, then. <laughs> There's mining tools we down there as well. Would, we would request that you hand over these supplies. For a fee. He starts yes, chanting. the fee that we agreed. For a fee. For a... <laughs> Hang on. You... You said that there was a fee for dealing with the ghosts and dealing with the smugglers. Absolutely. Yeah, but then this is an extra fee. Stolen goods, which you have reclaimed, and they will go to the rightful owners. The crown. We are part of a kingdom. We will return them to the royal trade. I'm afraid that's non-negotiable. But what, about the, what about the silk? The silk was stolen from royal merchants. Bolts of the stuff. No, there's none of that on there. Not seen any silk. <laughs> I... You're not going to pull the wool over my eyes. No wool. Jesus. If you've got smuggled goods, we will take the smuggled goods and return them to their rightful sources. If we, for whatever reasons, cannot find the sources of these goods, although these items, the brandy casks and kegs and the bolts of silk and the crown-sponsored mining operation and the dwarf nods particularly um, at this, then if we cannot find the sources of these items, we will return them to you. But it seems that all of these are from the crown. All right, you can have all 12 barrels then, Jesus. We would like to inspect the ship. And then, uh, interestingly... The lizard won't like that. Interestingly, the boy stands up and says, however, I do believe if we inspect the ship and take the royal items, we will give you the ship as well, part of the... ship's agreement. already mine. And the boy smiles and goes, well, there you go. You have the ship. We return the stolen goods. You are heroes. And we will pay you for... We will pay you for what you've done. All right. And, if, and then the boy holds a finger up and says, and we will pay you 200 gold pieces for the return of the silk and brandy. And upon inspection, a suitable figure for any other merchandise stored on the ship. And Ida goes to challenge this, and the boy just shushes her down, which is quite interesting to see a 13-year-old boy, 14-year-old boy shushing a, a woman down. He has an equal voice on this council, and despite being young, he can use his voice. And Eliander nods and says, I have no issues with this. Hang on. There was something else as well. Uh, Fishman. You wanted something, right? 
they said they'd give you something. I'll get a ship. You need. You might as well get something out of it. Yes. And Strand, do you think of something too? What do you want? I do believe some information is owed to me. Eliander stands up and says, yes. I'd like a cow. Off. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck. Oh, my diaphragm was empty, but laughter pushed more air out. That really fucking hurt. Oh. Eliander slowly turns his huge dragonborn head and says, done. Two cows. Before he says done, I get two cows. I just look at them and go, what's a cow? I don't know. You know how to pilot ships, but you don't know what cows are. Well, sunken ships go to the bottom of the sea. We train with those. So do sunken cows. (laughs) (sighs) I just look back at the council. (laughs) Just go, do you have my information? Eliander says, we have some information. It's too early, but... There is a wizard called Xenopus. I've heard of him before. He once dwelled in a tower on the cliffs outside Saltmarsh. He built his lair next to the remains of an ancient graveyard, rumoured to be haunted, which seems to be your area of expertise. One night, the tower was engulfed in a fiery green aura. A few of our folks from town investigated the tower and found it abandoned. Could be magical artifacts have found their way there. People were very scared to loot the place. Travellers have gone missing nearby. And we arranged a galleon to bombard the structure with catapult fire till it was battered into rubble. The ruins have largely been forgotten since then. We have a town wizard called Keladek. Keladek the Unspoken. He has a keen interest in magical items and artefacts, and we've approached him for information. We believe he's taking an interest in the tower, and it could be, although it's very early days and I'm reading between the lines, that this tower could be linked. Maybe items would have been stored there in the past. Keladek was loath to tell us much, but he seemed to have some knowledge of this Artifacts. We haven't finished our investigation, but you have what I know. When we get more, I will reach out to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. We will need to investigate the ship. We will need to investigate... We will need to discuss the lizard folk situation. If they're preparing for war, they could be preparing for war against us. If they are local, somewhere in the wilds around here, they could be preparing an army to wipe us out. Has that remotely been considered? 
alertness? I would imagine not. It's not your job to consider the implications of the intelligence you've gathered. It is our job. Sounds like above ground shit. Yeah, I suppose it is. If you consent, we will send men aboard the ship and we will take away the smuggled goods that were property of the crown. We will reimburse you. You may have the ship at your disposal by two hours' time. We will then request that you keep the ship in town for a day whilst we question and discuss the best course of action for the lizard folk situation. Are you in accord with this plan? Well, they, they kind of need to be in accord first because, I mean, they could get angry quickly. What, why don't you let us go back aboard and speak to him first, make sure he's going to be all right, and then you could send someone along to chat to them. Does, that, does anyone speak lizard man? Or li- lizard person, sorry. We, we can find a way of communicating. I have no objections to that. It seems perfectly reasonable. Everybody okay with the plan? Just need... Everyone around the table. Just need... Look out. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. Manistrad Coppolocks the dwarf squints at you and and she just leans forward she goes do you hit your head uh no but i could on a cow if i had a cow there are cows in the farm they're not my they're not my cows we'll we'll buy we'll buy him a cow then she looks towards today uh yeah today is he okay? He's one of yours. <laughs> yeah. You get yeah. into his. Fair point. And then Eliander says, okay, well, we'll leave it there. I assume you won't be hard to find because you have a giant ship tied up outside. Let's get this business under control. Thank you once more from the town of Saltmarsh. You have behaved Unusually, but exceptionally. We are grateful for what you've done. This smuggling ring seems to be disbanded. With your efforts and sacrifices, we are all, and I speak for the whole council here, deeply grateful for what you have done. You have allies with us. Now let's put this matter to bed. And in aspects of speed, I'm going to say that you are shown out. And they will send people on the ship and they will take away the brandy and they will take away silk. So we we had a half an hour window. I can can cram a lot of brandy and and contraband into our hidden hidden holds. They're not going to let you have half an hour on that ship. We're not talking to the lizard men. Yeah, but they're not going to let you have half an hour. They're going to come on with you. There is no way they're going to let you have half an hour to hide. Ten minutes? Nope. Zero time. Ugh. They're not idiots. Commies. But they will pay you. <laughs> Bloody So commies. you can have 200 gold pieces for the return of the silk and brandy. And provide a cow. And 500 gold pieces for the remaining bits. That's 700 gold pieces. Cool. And... I'm going to say that they do question the lizard folk and it's hard 
as you guys are witnessing this, it's they get little information. They definitely get nothing new out of them from what you've known, but they are also impressed that these are not violent and shocked and unsure of how to deal with it. And they get similar information to corroborate what you've said. After a, a few hours, the soldiers and whatever members of the council that have come aboard leave and retire to discuss. And you, it's midday, we'll say, get in there. You have a ship. You have successfully broken up the smuggler's ring. And chapter one and two of Ghosts of Saltmarsh is done. Cool. You have completed the sinister secret of Saltmarsh. Do I have a Cow. on the ship? <laughs> you have enough gold to definitely buy a cow. I want one. Wait, no, no, no. They agreed to a cow, so we've got a cow right. worth of gold. At How much some is a cow point, about eight hundred gold. That's ridiculous. But at some point, probably at some point, Manistrad Copperlocks brings along a cow that she's pulling <laughs> by uh, rope, and she just shouts across, and she just goes. Hey, Strand, here's your cow, you weirdo. And she hits it on the rump, and you've now got a cow to deal with. Sweet. That's, that's and she chuckles. Cow. I'm going to call it beef. <laughs> you've got beef. <laughs> that is wonderfully weird. And um, I suppose you can get it on the sea ghost if you want. Yeah. So we have a triton, a sea elf, blizzard men, rats, a gnome, a druid, a, druid, a... a frog, a parrot, a cow and a yep. seagull. I'm basically oh, and some lizard fucking folk. Noah. Yeah. Can we make it a battle cow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. You can put some armor Absolutely. on the cow. Yeah. Hey, so, uh, um, wow, we made it. 13 episodes of Ghosts of Salt Marsh, Murder Hobros. Game one, season one, whatever you want to call it done in the bag thank you again for listening we hope you've enjoyed uh, this first part of the story it's not over we will be returning to it um i can tell you now in our third run our third season our third um podcast chunk we come back to these characters and introduce um someone new as well to the story and uh it we've completed it it's been recorded it ramps so if, you, if you're getting attached to these characters, if, if you're feeling invested in this story, just wait. Um, next week, there will be another episode. Whole new story, whole new arc, whole new chapter, uh, whole new game for the Murder Hobros. We're going to jump into City of Mist. It's a superhero game that we have spun to become a supervillain game. We have a new character joining us uh, three episodes in, a new player, someone you've probably heard on the podcast already doing one of the intros with me, and we've referred to him as well. It's Sean. <sighs> this game, man, it it really works. It's dark, it's funny, it's wild. It's it's actually one that's not a pre-made. So Ghosts of Saltmarsh is a, is a book, a fantastic one. Uh, the City of Mist game is fresh from me i posed i built a world chucked these guys and their characters into it and none of us knew where it was going to go and i was really happy excited with the process so hopefully you will enjoy it too so join us next week um for game one a great jumping on point for um 
for us if if you've got people that want to listen and you know they were hesitant to join us 10 episodes in eight episodes in six episodes into ghosts of salt marsh well next week is a great jumping on point so please spread the word help us um get more listens get more love and um you can find us at murder hobros on twitter you can find me at little power on twitter the other guys are on there too and um yeah, rate us, review us, please help us grow. And um, we'll see you next week. And thanks once more for listening. Stay safe, everyone. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.